You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Hey, listen up, past, present, and future MyBookie players. During Thanksgiving week, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. MyBookie will give all your money back. It is a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. Crazy, right? It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting to bet on sports but have a lot of questions? Don't sweat it. MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join this Thanksgiving week coming up, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to MyBookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code ZABE. MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar, and that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and risk-free bet for Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply can't lose. Root for your team this year, but get in on the action and hop on the gravy train with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the Zabecast, remember when the Viking Stadium was supposed to be this evil bird-killing machine? Well, we have the numbers, and you might be underwhelmed. Notorious J-A-Y helps me with the etiquette of how to drop off your overdosed girlfriend at the hospital, plus his unified takes on Kaepernick, Garrett, Haskins, and more. All that, plus the Star Wars holiday special you never knew existed. Your bonus super early morning edition of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Tuesday, November 19, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Let's get right to it. Dennis Anderson, writing in the Minneapolis Star Tribune, has the following story. Headline, study on bird carnage at stadium is waste of unnatural resources. U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis recently conducted a bird killing study. The researchers' intent was to determine whether and if how so many birds are being killed by crashing into the stadium, especially the glass facade on the western end of the building. By the way, beautiful stadium. I mean, hypnotizingly spectacular. Translucent roof, 
clear windows on the end. You can open them up for this six days of nice weather up there. Okay, cheap shot. Magnificent. I would love one here in D.C., but then I'd have to go watch the Redskins, and that would suck. Anyhow, the conclusion they said that uh, the assumption by conservationists, which is what the media described them as, who demanded this study was that the stadium's glassy facade poses a particular risk to winged critters. Well, the conclusion, it is the stadium kills 111 birds a year. Third most among downtown structures. (laughs) That's it, huh? If only to gain context, writes Anderson, one would have thought someone in this shadow boxing exercise would have asked, as one example, well, okay, how many ducks did hunters kill last year in Minnesota? Or pheasants? Or ruffled grouse? The answer is ducks, 615 grand. Pheasants, 205,000. Ruffled grouse, 195,515. So, writes Anderson, are we running out of ducks, pheasants, or ruffled grouse? No, because harvests of these birds are essentially compensatory to their overall annual mortality. They are not additive. Meaning, and I'm simplifying here in part to account for species and gender distinctions within overall duck and pheasant harvest, that when considered on a population level, the same or similar number of these birds would have died anyway by some other cause during the course of a year. In other words, it's not adding even 111 piddling birdie deaths per year. It could just be compensatory. They would have died running into a truck or into a tree or into a windmill with a low carbon footprint. The aforementioned conservationists are demanding demanding the Vikings and the Metropolitan Stadium Facilities Commission somehow modify the stadium and or its surroundings to mitigate the 111 little birdies that get killed running into the glass. Adjusting the stadium's lights at night, especially during peak spring and fall migration, that's easy. Removing vegetation from around the stadium is another no-brainer. But blowing about a million dollars, which is the high end of one hypothetical remedy, to rework the stadium's glass to save a theoretical 111 birds would be little more than a bow to political correctness. Because, one, the birds would likely be, likely would, would be little more than... Uh, sorry. Uh, one, because these birds are highly unlikely unlikely to be saved on a population level. And two, though no Minneapolis bird loss data exists for years before the stadium's construction, it's possible, even likely, the same number of birds were being killed in the city center by other causes already. One would think, he writes, that policymakers and others who are tilting at windmills here would seek out other studies examining bird losses due to collision mortality before relying on much of this recent analysis. In fact, the gold standard of such examinations titled Collision Mortality Has No Discernible Effect on Population Trends of North American Birds was published by two noted university researchers, Todd Arnold and Bob Zink, in 2011. You would think, writes columnist Dennis Anderson. 
You would say this is nothing more than a million-dollar bow to political correctness. This seems, why, madness in his mind. Who would do such a thing? Who would uncouple so forcefully from reality and common sense? To which I say, hey, Dennis, have you been paying attention? This is what they do. The more absurd, the better. And money, what do they care about money? It's not their money. It's someone else's money. Evil corporations, it's their money. Take it. Take it and let's save those 111 birds. Because by golly, doing right ain't got no end. Hey, listen up, past, present, and future MyBookie players. During Thanksgiving week, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. MyBookie will give all your money back. It is a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. Crazy, right? It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. My bookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting to bet on sports but have a lot of questions? Don't sweat it. My bookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join this Thanksgiving week coming up, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code ZABE. MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar, and that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and risk-free bet for Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply can't lose. Root for your team this year, but get in on the action and hop on the gravy train with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Hello. Hello, Jay. The music throws me. I keep forgetting you have that ability now. I know. I know indeed. And let me start with item number one. <laughs> What's the etiquette? You like that uh, uh, yes. family Survey feud says. sound effect survey says? <laughs> item number one. What's the etiquette? on dropping off a dead girlfriend who has overdosed at the hospital. Oh! Yikes. <laughs> I didn't talk about this yet. Well, I might have talked about it last week. I, I can't remember. The stories just flow by. But it is a pretty big fucking story, and I just, I'm just i amazed that Monte Nicholson, safety for the Redskins, suited up and played yesterday and played poorly like the rest of the team i was gonna say yeah like yeah but yeah. i gotta but i want to talk about dwayne haskins by the way too we will we will oh jay i've got i need to get your unified take on kaepernick and the tryout your unified take on miles garrett and the suspension your unified take on haskins i got a lot of unified takes things that have collected here that i'll okay. need your thought on but you know monte nicholson's girlfriend of six months overdoses is unconscious unresponsive in his own bathroom and he calls her parents does not call 911 he then puts her into a car and takes her to the local hospital thinking it would quote be faster 
What does that say to you? Well, the fact that he's an idiot and he was doing drugs with her more than likely. Okay. And most importantly, did not want anybody in his house. That is because they would have found other things going on. I mean, I don't care if you might say this guy's a dummy. Everybody knows how to dial 911, right? Yeah. Bottom line. Like, even if you play, even if you're like, okay, I'll get to the hospital myself. By the way, this was late at night. This is when 911 is used to taking calls and sending out ambulances. It's not going to be faster for you to drag her out of the bathroom, drag her down to your car, fold her up in there unresponsive, and then take her to the hospital and go, <laughs> uh, where is the dead girlfriend who's overdosed room? What's going on? He played on Sunday. I mean, look, I know don't, it's not don't, his Don't the fiance. Redskins have a guy? Don't the Redskins? I know the Ravens have a guy who, if you get in trouble, you call this guy first. Don't the Redskins have one? Uh, don't know if they have that or not, but here's the thing. If he had pushed her and thrown her phone out the window, he would have been in more trouble than he was by dumping her at the hospital dead. And I'm not saying he killed her, but that's just the reality in his own. It, it'd be different. Jay, if she was in a public place at a bar or something like that in his own home, his girlfriend dies he drops her off at the hospital, doesn't call 911, and he suits up and plays on Sunday. What in the living fuck is going on with the Redskins off the field? I Really? I, how much time do you got? I know, I know, I know. So am I being too harsh here? No. What, what is your thoughts on the etiquette of, yes, we've only been dating for six months, but oh my God, this is terrible. I mean, like like I said, the, there's, a, there's a guy who is – he used to be a police. He used to be a policeman, and if anybody on the Ravens gets in trouble, like every time you you hear what the Raven, like remember when Terrell Suggs uh, poured bleach on his baby mama? Do you remember that story? No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. He called this guy first before he called the police. You're supposed to call. The, I cannot remember his name. Not not that it matters, but yeah, there's a guy. Wow. Every team has a guy that you call to help you with these. Wow. Tight spot. Tight spot. <laughs> I'm yeah. a tight spot. I'm a dapper Dan man. I'm a tight spot. Right. It's from oh brother, oh brother, where art thou? Okay. Well, that brings us then to topic number two. Your unified Kaepernick take. Go. I was a, it was it was a huge shit show. Agreed. I was I was with him until he changed the venue a half hour before. And I'm like, what? Come on. Right. What is that about? That, that's the only thing that got me upset. Because he, he was presented that so-called waiver midweek. He was told, like, okay, here's what we can and can't do midweek. So the fact it was last second, someone else wrote, I think it was Charles Robinson at Yahoo, said the fact he already had security arrangements in place for his alternate workout tells you they had sort of planned this ahead of time. Also, did you know what kind of shoes he wore? Nike. Yeah, the not just Nike, but the new, soon to be released Air Force One shoes. Okay, then. See, like you can believe, like I do, that a he can still play in the NFL if given a shot, and b he's not worth the fucking headache, and c he doesn't really want to play. He wants to continue on in this role of the great martyr 
who is blackballed from the NFL. A can you and make B money and C. Martyr, can you? Can you look at his contract with Nike? Look at his endorsements. Yeah. Can you, I mean, can you make lifetime money? No. More than being the backup to the Jets for the league minimum. Here, I'll look up what the league minimum is. Five hundred and thirty. It's like five hundred and thirty-six thousand, something like that. Yeah. Plus, that's a temporary deal. If he comes right. back, Jay, and he's the league back, he's a backup in the league, and he lasts two years, maybe a million dollars, and then it's like, okay, there, Kaepernick, that was sure a thing. Uh, that was interesting back when that was a hot deal, like the ice bucket challenge or the Macarena. Remember him? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you think about his? Uh, his dialect. Someone said, how, does, how come he sounds like he's from the South now? <laughs> that, that one I didn't when he gave his uh, minute and a half press conference. Yeah. yeah. Here, here you go. Hey, I appreciate y'all coming out. That means a lot to me. Our biggest thing with everything today was making sure we had transparency of what went on. We weren't getting that elsewhere, so we came out here. It's important that y'all are here. Yeah, okay. That's I guess a, he sounds wet. That's very West Coast sounding to me. Oh, it is. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. That's that's West Coast, brother. For you, right there. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds very West Coast. Yeah. All right. Will he get a job off of this? Yes or no? If, if look, <laughs> if I was the Steelers, I'd offer him a job tomorrow. Okay. And but if and, and probably if, not. Probably not. Probably not. Should a team come out and say publicly, "We'll take you today"? Here's what we've got league minimum to call his bluff to to make him either put up or shut up i think he knows that right i, I don't think he'd take it i think but, some shitty team with league minimum money if they came out in public and said we'll take you sight unseen he is not going to take that job jay there's no way here's here's another question if he gets taken by a team does he stand for the anthem he can't Oh, that's another whole issue. He another can't. whole issue right there. Yeah, I'm saying he he he. That's his thing now. He just or either he doesn't come out for the anthem, or he nails. Here's the ultimate thing, yeah, and and this is true about all of us in this world, with making money off of uh, another company, you know, by, by by working for somebody, anybody. There's a certain amount of shit you got to take. There's a certain amount of dancing you got to do for the man. It is true. White men have been dancing for more powerful white men, Jay, for decades, for time immemorial. And so if he wants to play in the NFL, he's got to dance for the man. He can't dictate everything on his terms. I go back to the great line in Deadwood where Wild Bill Hickok reminds uh, the, the, the guy who ended up shooting him that he's running his mouth like a cunt. <laughs> I ain't gonna get no gunfight with you, Hickok. But you will run your mouth at me. <laughs> and I will take it to play poker. And that's the key line. Uh, you will run your cunt mouth at me and I will take it to play poker because <clears throat> Wild Bill was taking Jack McCall's money like he did everyone else because he was the best gunfighter in Deadwood and he was the best poker player. So he willingly took it. Colin Kaepernick, if he really wants to play in the NFL and really wants NFL money, is going to have to take some of that in order to do it. You know who also comes off as looking like a huge douchebag? And I'm not sure where I stand on this player, but so Eric Reed comes out and oh, says yeah. everybody's an, an a-hole, but he has to leave early. Why? Because he's got to get back to his team 
to get ready for the game on Sunday. Right. I'm not sure if I like Eric Reed or not. I haven't really <laughs> okay. cast about, my chips on that one. How about Jay-Z saying he was disappointed? Not really sure where I stand on Jay-Z anymore. <laughs> serious? Okay. I'm, I'm being serious. I'm okay. Not, uh, you're in flux too, right there. Yeah. Okay. I'm in flux Fair with Jay-Z enough. also. Okay. That brings us to the next topic. <laughs> topic number three, your unified Miles Garrett helmet swinging theory. Or not theory, but your take. Your your unified, all-encompassing take. If it was anybody else but Miles Garrett, I would have said they should have been suspended minimum 16 games. But? But Miles Garrett is not your average guy. Okay. He literally did lose his mind for a couple seconds. Oh, yeah. By the way, can we go off? Josina Anderson, you really need to explain yourself. Oh yeah. Did you see what did you see what she wrote? She this, this, she she tweeted within minutes. Yes. I wonder what was said right, to make to him make do my, that. Right, right. Im- implying, of course, yeah. the dreaded trigger word. That and then might she have, erased it. And then she erased it. Right. Yeah. She's got to be held responsible for that. Well, good luck on that. That's okay. Well, you just well, like no, no, no. People just can't go tweeting things all willy-nilly how, how and do you, not be held responsible. How, <laughs> that's Well, some are held responsible, I mean, others like, skate. Like me, like I'm, I'm an idiot, but Josina Anderson is employed by the Four Letter Network. Yeah, you're, Somebody, you know, should be coming down on her. Yeah, Adam Schefter stole medical records from JPP. He's still around. Still making a ton of money. You think ESPN has any ethics? You think they care? Fucks given. Okay. Scoreboard zero. ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> so that said, <laughs> that said, um, oh yeah, I was going to uh, uh, Miles Garrett. Sorry. Yeah. So back to Miles Garrett. Um, I think had he hit him square, it would have cracked his skull. I he might have been dead. He might have been dead. Yeah. Here, here's a news flash. It it would have been, it would have been for sure a fractured skull. How severe, terms of concussions, brain bleed, whatever. Who knows? But that will crack a human skull nine out of ten times. I think. I I have a news flash for you, Zabe. Helmets hurt. Fuck yeah, they hurt. (laughs) So so I cannot. And I didn't even. I was like, me and my buddy and I were talking. We're like, they weren't even the ones the the rink-a-ding helmets that we played in. Are nothing like the state of the art oh, graphite. Now. Yeah, yeah, now nowadays they, they're reinforced and they're thick, they're yeah. heavy. They weigh six pounds. Six pounds. And if he would have hit him up, he would have concussed him. He'd be in a coma. He'd it be in a coma. Could could well be. We don't know, but it, it would have been it would have been a skull fracture of some degree. I think depending on if he had just hit him a little bit more square instead of with a bottom edge, you could see in the still photos that helmet flexed. Because it caught him on the padded edge going down. If now, he if he caught him broadside or with the crown of the helmet, the crown doesn't flex. That no, that could have no gifts in that. Yeah. No. I I also think there was backup bias going on because all of the don't roll up crowd like Nate Burleson, they they wouldn't have been saying that if it was a star quarterback who helmetless got in the face of a guy who just ripped the helmet off. Like if it was Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers and there was a scrum and he's like, hey, man, and then he gets cracked over the head, they wouldn't be like, hey, man, I'm sorry about that, Aaron, but know who you're rolling up on. Okay. 
Well, I do think that Mason Rudolph deserves forty <laughs> percent of the blame in this in this scrum because he did try to rip off Miles Garrett's helmet. Yeah, he did. It, it, yeah, sixty percent Miles Garrett, forty percent Mason Rudolph. Right. I can't believe he wasn't suspended. By the way, I am hoping he was suspended because that idiot needs to get off my team. Oh, he sucks. <laughs> well, you, he you, sucks. You know, and he was pretty good for a little while there, and now no, you're like, he was never, never good. good. All right, I got to look at his game logs. He's been average at best. Okay. He's never been good. So so who's going to play for you then? Ducky? Yeah, I'd take that guy. Okay. All right, moving right along. Topic number four, your unified Tua Tagovailoa injury take. Go. Ugh. As a uh, recruiting nerd, and I do know, do you know, you know Tua's last two schools – Alabama and USC, by the way. What do you mean his last two? His last two schools, those are the last two schools buying for the Tua services out of high school. And I remember seeing tape on this guy and everybody going, this guy's going to be really good. And I was like, 5'11", 200 pounds, going to be good? Well, uh, Nick Saban's got to feel awful because he had him ready to get out after the series. Right. And, then, and uh, you know, that that he shouldn't have been playing. That's crazy. At what, point, first, at what point at, should he have been pulled? I was watching the game, and I thought he was going to be pulled at half. Okay. And he'd already thrown for three touchdowns, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. You know, Alabama I mean, only scored three points after he left. Now, maybe they weren't trying. Maybe they were all upset. Who knows? You would who think, is the backup? Uh, and this guy, Mac Miller. <laughs> Wait, that's the rapper, Mac Miller. No, Mac, <laughs> Mac, somebody. Okay. Yeah. Mac Miller's the dead rapper. Well, they're Mac Jones, Mac Jones, <laughs> Mac Jones. <laughs> Miller, Jones, Smith. Same thing. They're all the same. <laughs> I can't. I've heard it both. I've heard it both. Jay, I can't tell these honkies apart. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I feel bad for him. And, and, uh, I think maybe about four o'clock we started getting the news. Oh, it could be Bo Jackson's. Don't you think that medicine's come a little bit it further has. since? Okay, it, it has. And and Bo yeah. Jackson got an artificial hip and then put a full season of baseball on it, which helped hasten his demise as well. Uh, reports are today that two is out of surgery, went well. They expect a full recovery. Has anyone had unsuccessful surgery? By the way, no. Have you ever seen a doctor come out of the uh, OR and go? Yeah, not my best work. <laughs> right, a, Probably heard, uh, gonna have to mop that one up with another surgery later. I saw the I saw the tweet. <laughs> he had successful surgery. Has anyone ever had unsuccessful surgery? Right. Yeah. What what doctor has ever said? Well, good thing I got liability insurance. Ooh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, it's like the doctor commercial where the guy comes back. He's like, "Hey, look that's who got off. Yeah, look who just got off suspension. You scared? Uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. All right, we'll figure it out in there. I'll See you in there. there. <laughs> That's so great. That's my favorite commercial. Would you take <laughs> would you take two a one one after this Hell injury? Hell no. Would you take him top five? No. What number quarterback off the board will he be when it's all second said and round? Done? He has had second like, round? He has had like four injuries in okay. like twenty games. All right, whoa, whoa. Is this a J opinion or is this, this a is, no, no, this is my opinion. Okay. No... When when will he? 
be taken? Uh, let me see. What co- many, what quarterback number? Teams. <laughs> all, all of them, but the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, I don't see like a no. Let, let's. How do you see him going in the first round, having hip surgery? Because if he recovers fully, and he's good to go, then he's good to go. He had hip surgery, though. I know. It's November nineteenth, so oh. he's he's got until April, whatever, to prove he can walk, and then he'll have some more time. I don't know how long of injury this is. He has now hurt his hip, and ankle, and knee twice. Wait a minute, aren't you the same guy that said, "Hey, man, don't you think medicine's come a long way since back in the but day?" Those are, but yeah, yeah, to walk around. This is football. Maybe. You don't hurt those extremities without. Okay. Some consequences going on here. I want a will prediction. I don't want a should prediction. When will he get will, drafted off round. this injury? Second, second round, second, and he'll be the he'll be round. the he'll be the third, fourth, or fifth quarterback off the board. Let me see. You got Joe Burrow. Yeah. Uh, somebody will get fired for taking the quarterback from Oregon because he sucks. Herbert. Herbert sucks. Uh, but somebody Fum. will take him. Take him. For the, yeah. Um. And I'm sure there's some quarterback from some directional school that I haven't heard of that wowed him at the combine. So fourth and fifth quarterback taken. Okay. Jay has spoken, everybody. I don't know if he's right, but he has spoken. Item number five, your unified Dwayne Haskins take off of the game yesterday against the Jets. I happened to watch five minutes of the game, and I saw the play where he scrambled and threw a dart like 60 yards down the field. Fantastic. Only to have the play called back by a hole right. on the Redskins. And then I saw him on the sideline pleading with his team, with his old line. He said, quote, what can I do to help you guys? And, and they, they looked, looked at him with blank too stares. Into, none too interested. Yeah. 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 So what does that say to you? Uh, I don't think they like him. Possible. You don't think or, so? Or, or maybe they're like, look, we're trying our ass off out here, but you are making – you're miscalling plays. You barely know the playbook. You just got here five seconds ago. Don't yell at me. Don't yell at us on the sideline. Save it for the locker room. Maybe that was it. Maybe they didn't like the venue. I can't believe they allowed a camera person to get that close to catch they, that exchange. Well, they, NFL Films is all over. But this was not NFL Films. It was just like NBC4's cameras. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Look, I uh, here's what I here's what bothers me is that you know I said he's bad, he was bad yes. yesterday, but I make no proclamations on his future, and I am not saying that he should be benched. Yet people conflate me saying, "Well, he was bad," with you know, Zayman hates Dwayne Haskins, or, or just like give him time. I hate the give him time guy. On Twitter, that should be my fuck that guy. Anyone who says give him time, I'm I'm not taking time away from nobody, motherfuckers. I'm here commenting and declaring what is, you know, I'm calling a a a, a king of hearts a king of hearts. That's what it is. He's bad. <laughs> I see what you, I see what you did He's, there. <laughs> it's right. You, you know um, I ain't gonna do that. That's why, like people, uh, some of your uh, listeners when. I said Mason Rudolph sucks. Well, he's young. No, he sucks. <laughs> right. He, he'll be. He'll suck when he's old. He sucks when he's young. Yeah. It, it, I'm sorry. And by the way, 
uh, another terrible Big Twelve quarterback. Oh yeah, well right there you go. RG three, RG three, Big Twelve. Yeah, that's um, a good point. All right, so. Yeah, on ahead. that on that big touchdown, which was called back by a hold, it brings me to uh, item number six. <laughs> new rules. I'm going to trot out two new rules for you, or uh, version A and version B. You tell me if you love it, like it, or think you'll like it eventually. Those are your three choices. Just kidding. You're like, wait okay. a minute. Those are all the same things. Yeah. <laughs> do you love it? Do you really love it? Or do you think I'm the smartest man in the world? Okay. Last night, I turned off the uh, Sunday night football game after the Rams completed a bomb to Reynolds, I think, for a touchdown, like a 55-yard touchdown bomb, right? Exciting moment. So I can play, yeah, I caught it, yeah, touchdown. And they called it back because of, Jay, an illegal formation. Did you see the play? I did not see the play. The illegal. I came in, I came in afterwards. That's fine. The illegal formation was for this. The tight end was uncovered on the end of the line, or the guard was uncovered, and he was not fully up on the line of scrimmage. He was off of it by a little bit. And as you looked at the play and they showed it, and Al Michaels and Chris Collins were like, yeah, it's pretty obvious. I'm like, obvious to fucking who? Ed Hockley? That's not obvious to anybody. We're we're not that sophisticated as fans. Oh, yeah, you can see it right there. I'm like Mr. Pitt and Seinfeld. I don't see it, Elaine. I don't see it. <laughs> My point is, it was the dumbest shit little call that had no effect on nothing that negated a big, exciting play. So here's my proposal for your consideration. New rule. Drum roll. Any play that goes for a touchdown in the NFL over 50 yards cannot be negated by penalty. Boom. (laughs) What? 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 Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. What what kind of madness is that? Yeah. Now you're gonna now you're gonna say, and people have said this to me already. So why don't you just tackle somebody every play, right? <laughs> because here's the answer: if it doesn't go for a touchdown, and if it's not 50 or more yards, it's a penalty, and you're hurting your team. What I like to call this as big play insurance for the NFL Incorporated, which is I believe is an entertainment product, Jay. It does not make widgets or any physical product that has to be sold, any part, any engine piece, nothing that is crucial to the running of society. They are purely for fucking entertainment. So entertain our asses. And you know what's entertaining? A dude running under a 55-yard rope for a touchdown. You know what's not entertaining? Oh, hey, his foot should have been right up there on the line. It's clear as day. There. Yeah, I can't, I can't go with you on that one. All Sorry. right. I have another option, sir. If you okay. don't mind, if you don't mind, before I pack up my uh, stuff and leave your wonderful home, by the way, I love how you and your wife decorate it. If I may interest you in another product from our line of crazy, uh, here we go. Each team, every game, gets one penalty eraser flag. So, in other words, one time a game, you have a big play, there's a penalty that would otherwise negate it, you negate the penalty with your own penalty negation flag. Hmm? Uh, strategy. It's strategic. Because all penalties, Jay, are debatable. They all are. Not just holding, you're, not just pass interference. They're all debatable. They're shades of fucking gray. You're coming at me with too much stuff. <laughs> so is that a nah? 
<laughs> I'm gonna go not on that one. Too much, too much crazy, right? You gotta ease in crazy. Man. Okay, you know, I'm just trying to help this league, which I fear is gonna be, uh, you know, it's gonna go away in a couple of years. The way it's going. Okay, oh, you're unified. Yeah. Okay, did you see the Astros cheating setup that has now oh, been spotted? And I what are your sure thoughts? Did. I am a little angry about this one. Good. Yes, the 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 banging of the whatever in the dugout. Oh yeah. Did you see it, the photos of the table with the monitor on it? Yes. And, and how it was hastily struck down immediately following games. The Astros are assholes. They are motherfucking cheaters. Yeah, they, yeah. I I am. Um, but you know what? They they lost this World Series, and I'm happy. Do you think they will take away the World Series from seventeen? No. No, they won't take it away. They don't have to take it away. Here's all that I want. And and this is, I mean, anyone that says, oh, you can't prove anything. Hey, there was a makeshift, you know, banquet table with a monitor on it. Some dude was sitting there all game. There was a pile of sunflower seeds on the floor. There was a large trash can that could have been banged with a bat. Bong. Which I think what that's what they were. Yeah, it, w- Which it would, would bang with something. Echo, Every time there was a changeup, echo through would, yeah. the, the the steps out of the dugout to be audible by the batter, and then as as soon as the game was over, that was hastily struck down. Oh, and then there's two towels hanging from exposed pipes in the rafters where there was a line of sight from outside the field down into that area that my people go, hey, what's this over here? Why were those two towels there? All I want is this. I want an answer from the Astros today. What the fuck was that? Who was sitting there? What was he doing? Where's the computer? Show me your process. Why'd you have towels up? Explain yourself. On record right now, and don't say, well, we'll get back to you. Or that's internal private team operation. Bullshit. You have a fucking answer. You, this is like catching your kid with a bag of drugs in his room for the first time. It's not, well, get get back to me with an answer on Wednesday. It's what the fuck is this? Who gave you this? What is this? How long you been doing it? Pepper these guys with questions. Get them on record and then keep digging and if, and warn them. They say, you tell them, you go, look, if any of this shit doesn't add up, if we find other evidence, it'll be 10 times worse. That's what I, I do. I think that's what the uh, MLB is going to do. And if they hit him with draft picks, well, that'll be the death of them because that's that's their sweet spot. Well, it'd be great to take away an entire draft. I don't think you have to take away the championship. If they fully unravel and publish exactly what they were doing for how long they were doing it and who was involved and they ban those people that were involved or severely punish them, that's all that's needed because the championship is already being hung with an asterisk as we speak in the minds of of fans and media between this and the uh, assistant GM who was in oh, the celebration. You know, yeah. It's been, yeah. It's been a yeah. bad run for the Astros it's and not, they, not a good look. And they had two swings at home to win one game and, and win another world and series. Crit. And they did not do it. All right. Next topic. Uh, Major league baseball could eliminate 42 minor league teams in a massive restructuring of the minor leagues. Your thoughts. What's that going to do? It'll get rid of 42 minor league teams and a ton of jobs and a ton of people who love minor league baseball and dream dream of making it to the bigs. Money, streamlining, travel. I didn't read the whole story. Hashtag TLDR. You know me. I don't read shit. I just read the headline. 
And I think I know why. It's a it's a cost cutting thing. That's all. I mean, we got too many minor leagues out there. We got too many minor league levels that if the, the pay is so shitty, if you're an actual player in the minor leagues, you're not just almost playing for free. It's almost costing you to play minor league baseball. And that's that, that's why. Uh, what's oh god for the Cardinals? Jesus Christ! Why can I think of his name? Oh my god! Quarterback for the Cardinals. Current quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, Callum Murray. Yes. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah. why he said I'll take football over baseball. And you know what? I'll he's make doing, more. He's doing pretty good in football right now, isn't he? Yeah, they get paid shit. Yeah, like their meal money is shit. Their pay is shit. Yeah, yeah. I By can understand way, that, but but what good is that going to do? I mean, are they going to start paying uh, minor leaguers more money? I don't know. I, I Again, I come to the table with just a headline. I got to read more about it. But, okay. I mean, so you're not weeping over the loss of 40. Because, you know, your boy Tim Murray is just besides himself. Because Tim was in the minor league system. He called games for the Frederick Keys. And he's like, this would be devastating. So many people in these small communities. That, I'm very sad that a lot of people will lose their jobs. That yeah. I'm very sad about. Shit happens, though. Yeah, you know there was you know there was a story about how today is Rage Against the Machines Day. You know what Stop that is? Lying. Actually, oh no, it was over the weekend, the sixteenth of November. Rage Against the Machines Day is to everyone collectively refuse to use the self checkout at the grocery store. By the way, the self checkout is the best thing ever. What do you mean not use a self checkout? Because they want to force these places like Home Depot and grocery stores to properly staff their checkout aisles. Because uh, <laughs> that's what a lot of even, people said. They even, said this is though, a this is a misguided attempt to sort of fight the tide <laughs> of the way electronics and automation is going. Even though there are a lot of morons who can't comprehend self checkout. Have you been behind those? You've been behind those people. I have, but luckily you're never truly behind them. There's always that group feeder line that feeds into four machines, maybe more. Yeah. So yeah. you're never bound. Like if, trust me, if you had to queue up behind a specific person at the self checkout at a supermarket and sit there and watch some old man fumble around finding out how much is a price of a kumquat, oh, there'd be <laughs> fucking murders. No question. No question. Okay. Uh, second to last one, then we get to fuck that guy. Do the Kardashian success infuriate you? It always has, always will. The youngest yes. Kardashian today just sold her makeups company for $600 million. Oh, my God. Kylie Jenner sold her makeup company to another conglomerate for $600 million. And it, this all got started... Through the vag of Kim Kardashian. That's right. Take us back to ground zero. Well, she did a sex tape with uh, the brother of Brandy, Ray J. And she became all the rage after that. It's amazing, isn't it? It is. They were nobody. They were nobody. They were were nobody. They were not from royalty. Right. They were nobody. They were not from royalty. They have no discernible talent. They don't act. They don't sing. They don't, they don't dance. dance. No, yeah. Nothing. And they have built a fucking empire. Not just I, one I, of them, all of them. I wish somebody would sit me down and, and tell me how this happened. <laughs> I off a, off a sex tape. I don't know. I'm now Googling the Kim Kardashian sex tape uh, just to see the original. 
mean, I mean, where is Paris? By the way, these Kardashian still owns earns over three hundred fifty thousand per year for this sex tape. Unbelievable. Oh. The, I mean, the tape has raked in the tape has raked in a staggering one hundred million dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> People say the mom told her told her to do that to get famous. It was two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Oh, Twelve years later, the Kardashians are literally a billion dollar plus empire. And the and the, and the, nobody would recognize Ray J. No, if he's playing as you like to say. What, what's your favorite? I, if, if he, he was, was saying, playing... if he was, no, I, I say you couldn't pick Ray J out of the Osmond family photo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. NBA ratings are completely in the tank so far this year, down like another twelve percent. I don't early know on. why because I'm watching. Okay. A, do you care? B, what's your theory? And C, what do you like about the current league? Does does China count in our in our in, in the ratings? No, yes. No, American ratings. Yeah. Come on. I don't know why. I don't know because because this season, the, the basketball is much more fun to watch than any other season I can remember. Even though it could be there, no, could it be I the think, Golden State Warriors? The it, well, of the well, Warriors? well, Steph Curry's hurt. Clay Thompson's hurt. KD is hurt. That's amazing, by the way. All three of those guys hurt, not playing. Hurt. KD yeah. went East Coast to another team. Kyrie is not really a thing anymore, and they're not good. Kawhi has taken off a shitload of games. The Clippers are in seventh place. Uh, Giannis doesn't move the needle outside of Milwaukee. LeBron is LeBron, but he's playing West Coast, so he's too late for much of the East Coast. To me, the, true. To me, the fact the ratings are down is a giant duh. Of course not. You know, the it NBA could be is the a LeBron factor. NBA, I think it's the right. LeBron factor. The NBA is a TV show that had developed these really exciting characters that everyone lo- liked watching for a while, and a super team that had basically put on the black hat of, I fucking hate those guys, but they couldn't be beat, and now all of that has collapsed. So until the league sort of recongeals, I think the rating's going to be bad. Until next season. Yeah. All right, that brings us to our rousing conclusion today. Jay, stand by for your FTG. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Okay, Jay, you're up. Who do you got? Uh, this is this goes to a whole city. I was watching the uh, Patriots Eagles game yesterday. There is no city, sports city, in these United States that can't act like they've been there before more than Philly. When I saw that they had a statue. For the Philly special, I almost nearly <laughs> lost my freaking mind. And by the way, Philly, if you ask, if there were 10 people in the street, six of them would say the best athlete to come out of Philly still to this day is Rocky Balboa. <laughs> I hate Philly so much. It's the worst. It's the worst sports city in America. So to the city of Philadelphia, you say. Fuck those guys from the dumb Philly special statue. All right, I was going to give my fuck that guy to Eddie Pinheiro, but I'm not sure if I've already given it to him again. I mean, seriously, two more kicks. At what point do you have the good sense and manners to fucking quit, to cut yourself, to go into Adam Gase's office and say, I'm sorry, here are my shoes, here's my key card, you need to go find another kicker because I'm flat out terrible. 
but he apparently won't do that for some reason. Oddly, he thinks he can hang in there. Just give me one more week. I'll make a few, I promise. So he's not my fuck that guy this week. My fuck that guy this week. My fuck that guy this week, Jay, is none other than Max <laughs> Kellerman. Max Kellerman Ooh. said after the Miles Garrett incident, he's like, okay, I saw it. okay, maybe he gets three, maybe four games if you want to be super hard on him. But come on now, let's not overreact. I'm like, dude, do you have any idea how badly you're misreading the room? The NFL is not going to put up with sh- this shit. They dodged a major bullet. And then I asked the question on Twitter. I'm like, does he believe his own stuff or is he just working an angle and most people believe max kellerman does not believe his own shit that the theory is when he got ousted from pti because he wanted more money and they're like no you're not the star get out and then tony reality was born that he spent his time in the wilderness remember it was like whatever he was doing max radio. Kellerman. yeah he exactly radio. boxing and radio and that was pretty much it so when he finally got back on espn he decided he's like fuck yeah watch this you tell me what to say i'll say it with conviction you want me to be on the wokest side of any issue? I'm there. So to Max Kellerman, you fucking sell out. Fuck you! Alright, Jay, 20 seconds. Anything left to say to your fans and admirers? <laughs> get, a be- get a better person to, to like and admire. Get a better idol. Alright, All right. Lamar Jackson's the truth. Tell me Baltimore's not going crazy over him. If he, if he could only speak well, he'd be bigger than Baker Mayfield. Oh, don't start with that speak well. I think he's funny. I'm, I think he's I, he, funny. I think he's, he's self-effacing. Art- I like he's him. Not a, he's not articulate. That's the only thing I That's the only problem I have. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not being an asshole. I'm telling right, the truth. All right, we're out, buddy. See you next week. Later. Bye-bye. Hey, listen up, past, present, and future MyBookie players. During Thanksgiving week, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. MyBookie will give all your money back. It is a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. Crazy, right? It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting to bet on sports but have a lot of questions? Don't sweat it. MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join this Thanksgiving week coming up, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to MyBookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code ZABE. MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar, and that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and risk-free bet for Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply can't lose. Root for your team this year, but get in on the action and hop on the gravy train with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid.